Welcome back, folks, to another episode of Sports Takes. Micah, say hi to the people. Hello. I'm just going to say hello because I can. <laughs> it's been a bit of a busy week, folks, but uh, we are excited to have another episode out for you yet this week. So it might be a little bit shorter, but that's okay. So let's get into it, Micah. Uh, some interesting well, hockey stuff. Uh, Matthews, he's off to a pretty hot start. So with that, yeah, Matthews, first two games, six goals as a Leafs fan. I'm absolutely loving it. I'm excited for his start. The Leafs defense is absolutely terrible, but man, is he really going on. I mean, essentially two hat-tricks to start the season. Like, how do you argue that this guy is lighting up the lamp every single game? Yeah, you. I I think you can't ask for a better start of a player. Like I did not expect double hat tricks. He had the shot to break the record for something like that to uh, have the first player to get three hat tricks in a row, which would be hilarious. But I don't think that would happen. That's a very tall order in modern hockey, especially. Yeah, but he did surpass his three hundredth goal mark. So that is a really cool stat to start the year, in my opinion. That is a big deal. Big deal to get past three hundred. Yes, but he hasn't passed the puck yet. He's only zero assists. So six goals, six points, no assists. <laughs> well, when you score six goals in like the first two games. And he's a plus one, so I'm not going to complain, uh, complain, even though I think that plus minus that is stupid. But we'll move on from that. We'll move on. Uh, Jets played at home to the Kings and PLD. Pierre-Luc Dubois was back in town, Micah. He was, and um, I'm not sure if you saw the reaction here, but I ended up watching that game. And uh, right when he touched the puck, the man got booed by the entire crowd of sold, not sold, the uh, crowd of select 1,200 people. <laughs> or 1,100, 400 or whatever it was. Yeah, the few people that were actually there, they were not happy with uh, PLD and, and him being back. So. That caused a stir of the crowd. And uh, that game was a bit interesting, wasn't it, Micah? It was, but hold on. Before we move on there, did you see the reaction to his video tribute? Yeah, a mix of – I didn't see it, but I heard it was a mix of boos and cheers. Appropriate. You couldn't tell where you wanted to go, so it was very funny. But, yes, yeah, so as you said, it was an interesting game. Um, One, in my opinion, one of the worst ref ones I've seen in a while. Like, There's always bad refing in the NHL. But the play, there's two certain, well, there was a phantom interference call, which should never happen. That was the one that led to a goal for Pierre-Luc Dubois against his former team. So that was frustrating to watch. But the uh, one I'm thinking of, which a lot has been a huge talking point in the past week, was the uh, boarding call that wasn't a boarding. So good old Cole Perfetti got hit from behind, right? The numbers went flying face first in the boards. What it is called, you know, a textbook boarding. And out of that play... Winnipeg is the one who has to go on the penalty kill, and LA gets a power play, which also led to a goal. So I'm not sure what classifies as a boarding anymore because somehow Winnipeg got an instigator out of that, and I, I'm just frustrated with the NHL right now. They're repping this early in the season, and this crap is being pulled out already. Yeah, it's been very frustrating, and uh, I didn't see the hit myself, but I – Listen to the guys at Jensen Noon, Jim Toth, Camp Poitras. They know their stuff. They're watching the games. And they said a lot of the same stuff you're saying. Just a ridiculous call. And interesting point they brought up. Teams voted at 90%, 7% affirmative to keep fighting in the game because they don't trust refs to make calls like this. 
and them doing something like not calling that boarding proves them right, which I find. Well, is... it was it was a terrible call. Like I don't know how you don't call a boarding. I, I've seen pretty bad calls like that before, but nothing of that nature. Like if you're watching any local junior game and a hit like that happens, that will that will be a boarding a hundred percent of the time. It was a dangerous hit. And you just can't have that in hockey. No, you can't have that. That's a way that people get concussed, and it could also lead to neck issues, which you don't want to see ever in the game of hockey. Those are some scary hits to see when people are sliding headfirst into the boards. That they are. But, Mike, I think we need to talk a little bit about the Jets' attendance so far. It has been, or maybe the lack of attendance so far this season. Well, a lot of people are saying it's a non-issue, but uh, there has been other teams struggling with attendance. But, uh, but last game, I'm trying to find the exact number here, but it was uh, the lowest Jets attendance since the since the Jets 2.0 have returned. It was 4,000 empty seats. So that's uh, and the final the official attendance here, according to the CBC, because I just clicked on the first thing I saw. Says this, the game drew a crowd of what eleven thousand two hundred and twenty six fans. That is the lowest, besides the uh, outside of COVID, I should say, because there was one game lower during COVID. But we all know the situation there. Exactly. This, yeah. this is the lowest attended game since they returned to Winnipeg. That should be as a caveat there too. That's announced attendance. That is announced. Uh, yeah, the game says right here. The game drew a crowd of eleven hundred. I'm oh, sorry. Wow, eleven thousand two hundred and twenty-six fans. That so was that what prob- they call. That number usually comes from tickets sold as well, not just, and that would include the no shows in that number. So that number might be lower yet. Yes. Yeah, so like, that's a low number, and this is a building that's been selling out for years. Like the capacity is just, it's the smallest rink in the NHL. It's fifteen thousand three hundred twenty-four is the capacity of Canada Life Center. But, yeah, it was quite disappointing. Even the home opener, they didn't even sell out, which should have been a sellout against a team that made all the way to Stanley Cup Finals. does. So it's interesting to see what they're trying to do. I mean, we heard about a ticket drive coming into this this offseason this summer. So um, it hasn't worked as well as they would have liked. Unfortunately, but you know, too, though, like I understand that we have like the game was very well hyped with PLD's return, and um, it just yeah, it didn't draw. Like I was, is embarrassing in my opinion for Winnipeg to see this. But I understand a lot of people and stuff with the you know how tickets cost and how everything costs a lot of money there. But you would think with a city our size as passionate hockey, would it would work? Like yeah, you would think. Just, you would think, but this is uh, interesting to see what's going to happen here. It is. It'll be interesting to track over the course of the season, and this might be a story that we're going to come back to maybe in a month or two or down the road and, and see what's well, happening happening there with our local NHL team. Yep, so that's uh, yeah, that's the news out of Winnipeg, and that's all we got today for some hockey. Yeah, we're going to transition now into some football for you folks, CFL stuff. Um, uh, some big results from last week. BC beat Hamilton thirty-three to thirty. Uh, Sask loses to Calgary twenty-six nineteen. Montreal goes into Edmonton and wins thirty-five twenty-one. And Ottawa loses on the road in Toronto forty to twenty-seven. What are we gonna bring up here, Micah? Um, how Edmonton lost in the most Edmonton fashionable way. I think that's the one we start with. 
Edmonton up 21 to three in that game. And as I said, the final score, 35-21, 32 unanswered from Montreal, including a couple a defensive touchdown and a kick return touchdown. Edmonton almost won this game. <laughs> they should have won this game. Not almost, should have won this game. The, like, but seeing that gets me excited for what they're going to bring to the table next season, that they went up that much. Uh, this gives me no hope for next season. Like, you showed some glimmers, but... It's all gone down the drain. Like, what are you doing with this team? You need something. Somebody needs to step up and play better. Oh, I guess in other news, too, for the CFL of Edmonton, that they announced that they are only opening the lower bowl starting next season. Not Which sure I if think, you heard about that. I did hear that, and I think it's wonderful. It's going to get the crowd closer. It's going to look more filled in that stadium. And I think that's a place where it's going to really help. It's going to reduce your capacity to around 30,000, which is about what Winnipeg is. I think – it's going to work. Well, it's a very big stadium for CFL standards. I mean, you it have is. seen, we know the capacity is huge. It's been, it has been filled before in the past, but let's just say Edmonton, if you know that your upper bowl is going to be opening, you know, it's going to be a big game. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Ron, here's the challenge to Edmontonian fans. Sell so many tickets that you have to open up that upper bowl again. Be I mean, nice to see Commonwealth full again, but they will see it full for an outdoor game coming up for hockey, but we won't talk about that. <laughs> we'll talk about that closer to when it comes up. But uh, Micah BC getting the win, <laughs> holding on to their hopes for first place in the West Division. Big win there. Uh, somehow Hamilton got 30 points. That's the only thing I'm questioning. Oh, Hamilton got 30 points. But yes, that that's offense. a direct for BC to hold on to that uh, playoff, second playoff spot there. That Hamilton offense could be dangerous. They're good. They deserve – they're a 30-point offense now. Well, this is also another team, I would say, that is right now just fighting for jobs for next year. So, Hamilton? Oh, no. Hamilton can go on a run here, man. Hamilton can go on a run here, man. They could. I'm thinking of Ottawa, but that's another story. They are also fighting for jobs. And first half, they played Toronto close and then just – Fell away in that game. Just played terribly. Well, Charles beat them, as you said, 40-27. That's all you got to know about that game. Ottawa is just not looking too great right now. You know, when Dustin Crum came into that lineup, they had some high hopes. He put up some great games. He has not been doing well this past week. It's just... The real question is for awards. Would you put Crum as a potential rookie of the year? Oh, he's got to be rookie of the year for that team. Is he going to get into the division finalist? No way. Austin Mack. But he's the Ottawa's Rookie of the Year. He actually, I think, has a lot of hope for the team. Let's hope that Mazzoli can obviously return. But I feel like a guy like Crum might might be good for the future. There's some potential there. I mean, give him, I'd say, three years. Quarterback needs three years before he can see how good he is at the CFL game. He needs to learn this different style of football. Yes, and the final game of the week, we had Calgary beating Saskatchewan. That didn't really surprise me or you in that. No, but Calgary's taking the driver's seat away from Saskatchewan on that third place in the West. And spot in the, in the West semifinal, that was a huge win for them. They control their destiny now. Yes, and Saskatchewan, as I said, became the year, and I'm really happy one of my predictions came true, that they would be disappointment, and absolutely they are. That makes me so happy. As a Bomber it, fan, <laughs> I'm having a rough season. <laughs> I mean, they've had it. I agree. They've had a terrible injury at quarterback, and you don't want to wish that on anybody, but they might have been the biggest disappointment this season if you just look at record. 
I honestly thought I well going into the year with all their offseason drama, I predicted that. But on paper, Saskatchewan like there's a few teams like that. Yeah, Hamilton on paper is a great team. Auto on paper, great team. Saskatchewan, you can put that on the list too. So there's going to be a lot of I feel like might be a lot of changes next year for these teams. But, uh, but you look at those three teams. Saskatchewan quarterback injury. They're not going to change a lot. Maybe in the front office, they're going to make some I guess Harris would be back next year. Is his contract through? Who? Sorry? Uh, Harris. Yeah, he should be back. I think he signed a two-year deal. Um, you look at Ottawa. They've just they've been a dumpster fire with the quarterback injuries they've had. I and, feel like the season for Ottawa could have been different and Mazzoli was in the in the starting position. That's just my opinion. 100%. But Ottawa, Hamilton's not going to make changes. You had Bo Levi Mitchell down for a lot of the year. Matthew Schultz being a tandem quarterback for that team has given him a whole different level. Saskatchewan, then, there might be some changes you just convinced me. <laughs> yeah. But, no, I, there's just been a lot of unfortunate things this year, quarterbacks and other teams. And some of the – like, Hamilton had that issue. Saskatchewan, that's something they all have in common. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They went through exactly. multiple quarterbacks this year. It's really hard to run an offense when you're using different people every week. It does. But looking ahead to the week's games, Calgary, our second of three, um, three three game weeks that the schedule has come up, and they put two of them at the end, which is terrible scheduling. Calgary's at BC, Toronto at Saskatchewan, and Edmonton is at Winnipeg. Three of these teams will be done the regular season after this weekend. Micah, what game are we looking forward to? Matchup wise, uh, Calgary BC to me will be interesting because Calgary needs to win. <laughs> Actually, they don't need to win. Oh no, they're in, but but Calgary needs to get they, one. They don't need to win, but they could be eliminated if they lose. Put it that way. Yeah, but Calgary, in my opinion, needs to get moving because this is a team that could do some damage if they could get their offense moving. They have a great quarterback, so to me, matchup wise, I want to see what Calgary's going to do against BC. Hey, this could be a West semifinal preview too. This could be a West division playoff so, matchup. That's why matchup wise, I think it'll be great. As a fan, we both know that me and you are going to go. The Bomber game is going to be our favorite one this week. But um, I'm just yeah, Calgary BC best matchup on this uh, lineup. There's not some great matchups, but that is the best matchup. I think we have an idea of where that's going to go. But you know, I used this a bunch earlier in the year. This is a measuring stick game. Calgary is going to figure out how good their team is. And regardless of down the road, what's going to happen, this is going to give them a good idea of what's going to happen in uh, the playoffs. Absolutely. I agree with that. But Toronto, Saskatchewan, I'm not really intrigued by that game. Like, Well, we all know that Toronto's in, Saskatchewan's out. Who needs to? Uh... <laughs> I, I think we know what's going to happen there. And Edmonton, Winnipeg, Winnipeg has something to play for still. They need to lock up first place in the West. And this is a game that Edmonton's kind of caused a little bit of problems for Winnipeg, I would say. When they played at home, it was a very slow start for Winnipeg. They only got going in the second half. Edmonton made Cornelius look like an actual quarterback that game. And I was Ugh. impressed once in my life about Cornelius. And then we all know what happened in Edmonton earlier in the year. That massive comeback where Edmonton just came out guns of blazing and you're like, Winnipeg cannot win this game. And what did they do? They win it. So to me, that actually will be interesting to see if Winnipeg can solve Edmonton and their slow starts. Yeah, it'll be interesting what's going to happen with this game. I mean, uh, which Edmonton team is going to show up? Are we going to see the team from the 0-9 start? Are we going to see the team from Trey Ford really playing well? So 
interesting to see what uh, what's going to happen in Winnipeg on Saturday evening. But my God, it's time to make a couple picks. Last week we went four and zero again. We all picked the yeah. same games, and we got we them all right. It we played it safe, but we got them all right. <laughs> anyway, first game, Micah, Calgary is at BC. Which way are you leaning? I'm going BC for the win. I think that's the most logical point at the moment. Like, why? I don't. Calgary really needs to show me a big game. That's what I'm going to say. They got to show me a big game before I pick them. They do. They don't absolutely need this game. I think they're going to understand there's some cushion here, but BC's better. They've got something bigger to play for. They're the better team. Give me BC. They definitely do. Next game, Drew, Toronto, Saskatchewan. Do we even have to discuss it? No, the Argos are the better team. Uh, the Riders just stink. They can't get up for big games, which this is for them. Give me the Argos. Uh, yeah, I feel sorry for those fans that will be traveling to Regina to see this game in October. I'm sorry in advance for going to Mosaic Stadium for such a sad event. <laughs> uh, Toronto returning to the site where they won the Great Cup the last year, too. This will be a big game for them. Oh, yes. Well, uh, Saskatchewan did try to um, return their glory days, and they still lost. So, <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. And last game, do we even have to say it, Micah? We might have to say it for the record. Edmonton and Winnipeg. I feel like I almost want to say Edmonton, but yes, Winnipeg's going to win. I'm just, I'm just thinking to what has happened before with Edmonton and Winnipeg in the last year, but Winnipeg should take it. Winnipeg should take it. And uh, speaking of Winnipeg news, we haven't talked about Showin and how he's not in for the rest of the year. How did we not get there yet? Have they announced that he's done for the season? They haven't, but there's been very credible Twitter sources, or sorry, X sources I've been reading. It sounds like that's it for him for the season, unfortunately. So Kenny Lawler is going to have to step up and uh, be the player that we all know he is. You know what? Brandon O'Leary-Orange came in late in that game against BC. This is a receiving core in which you still have Kenny Lawler, Rasheed Bailey, Nick Dembski, Drew Walatarski. This is a deep receiving core. I think they're going to be just fine. The offense runs through Brady anyway. He's got almost 200 um, well-purpose yards this year. It's insane what he's doing. Who, who Trevor? Uh, no, it's it's insane to me. Andrew Harris, who? Sorry, you know, go ahead. If you, if you would put 33 on Brady Oliveira's jersey <laughs> in Winnipeg, I couldn't tell the difference. I couldn't have He's almost no, but, better. Yeah. But, yeah, you do make a good point. I would agree Winnipeg does have one of the deeper – Receiving course, and uh, yeah, I I'm disappointed if he is out for the year because he's one of my, in my opinion, one of the more exciting receivers to watch out in the game right now. Mm-hmm. Agreed, he's really good, and uh, he will be missed. Don't get it wrong, but they'll be fine without him. Absolutely, I'm liking the simulator's chances of Winnipeg's uh, Great Cup appearance. <laughs> I agree. I've been looking at those numbers every week, and I just love what I see there. But Michael, let's go to a little bit of racing. Uh, NASCAR was at Las Vegas this past week, and who got the win? Who got the win? That's I, I saw it. I saw it. it. I saw it because it was my boy Kyle Larson. I was saying you should know that one. It's your boy Kyle. Yeah, the five team. <laughs> that means he moves on to the round of four, though. That's coming up soon. Exactly. He is in the championship four at, uh, at uh, Phoenix Raceway, so he will be racing for a championship this season for sure. He and is just... automatically, in, automatically in, and there's three spots left. 
And right now we have Byron, Truex Jr., Hamlin, Bill, Reddick, Blaney, and Bush are all fighting for a spot right now in the top four. So it'll be interesting to see who's actually going to get in there. Uh, who do you think is going to get the win this weekend at uh, Homestead Miami, Micah? Who I think? Um, I'm going William Byron just because he has been on fire this year. He has. He has. And for him, it's a win and end situation here. He got a few more weeks left out of this round, but for for a team like him who's been in the spike for a championship last two years, this is the opportunity to do it right now just to get in and get it over with. Although he is the one guy who could probably get in on points. Let's be honest. But winning your end is a safer bet. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. And uh, F1 this weekend racing at Coda. One of my favorite tracks on the calendar. Yes. And a race that I'll actually be able to watch at a decent hour of the day. Exactly. Me as well. Looking forward to doing that. Not having to set my alarm for the race. Ah, yes, and it will be a uh, 2 p.m. start according to this website. I don't know if that's uh, says central time in here, so I'm going to assume that's what it is. Which but is also now, local time at the track. Yes, so yes, we are. Oh, that is right. We are in the same time zone as Texas, aren't we? We are. Look at that. We'll actually be able to enjoy our Sunday and watch some afternoon racing. It'll be a wonderful afternoon racing at the excellent Circuit of the Americas, one of the best tracks on the calendar. And that is a fun one to watch, but except they have track limits there. I enjoy the IndyCar because they just go everywhere, and it makes it so much more entertaining. See, I like track limits. Stay within the lines, man. Follow the rules. <laughs> I think I might be too much of a North American racing fan for the uh, – I find the track <laughs> all out. Look, I think track limits should be loosened just a touch. Not maybe as, a, as advanced as NASCAR or Indy, where they just go flying around, but oh, I, really? I sometimes I get frustrated with track limits on F1. I will say it. Sometimes, yeah, they can get a little overblown, but the the rule is clear, and you understand. If you break the rule, it's night and day now, which is way better than the way it used to be. Absolutely. And uh, this is going to be the time, too, for silly season for coming up soon for drivers in F1. Although there's only one seat available right now. There is. But I've heard lots of very interesting rumors about Russell. So we'll see how that goes. We'll no, not. Happening. I'm not. But I think no, like a... Lewis Hamilton, I've been hearing rumors about. You know, he might retire soon. He's getting up. Back. Oh, no, I'm not hearing retirement. I'm hearing, I heard a team uh, from uh, WTF1, that great YouTube channel. You should check it out. I'm giving uh... him a shout out. Do a lot of great F1 content. I... I prefer P1 myself, but that's just me. Fair enough. Anyway, Mike, I think that's going to bring us to the end of another episode this week here. Where can the people find us? You can find us on social media, on X, Facebook, and Instagram. And Drew, where can the people find us on the internet? You can find us on Apple, Spotify, I mean, Google, the and podcast. Not the, no, not the internet, Micah. It's the podcast. Drew, where can people find the podcast? Well, you can find the podcast on the internet through such platforms as Apple, Spotify, Google, Amazon Podcasts. And if you find us on Apple, please leave us a review. On Spotify, please give us a rating. It's been a long week, folks, like we said at the top. Yeah, you, you can hear it after that. You can hear it after that when I said the internet. Yeah, yeah, everyone can figure it out. It's been a long week, everyone. It's been a long week, but until next week, folks, let's cheesery.